ghosts, in my sense, are earthbound entities. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What happens after we die is that the energy that is within us, the physical energies, combined with memories, personality, and knowledge, and that then we make a conscious choice either to cross over into the light or the other side or whatever you want to call it. Or we stay here. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Uh, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't uh, know planes that they're building? Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. This weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. Uh, I'm Josh. Still? I thought you were tired of that, dude. Well, you know. <laughs> it's a thing. Most of the time, but whatever. I don't know. I, I finally ran into another Shane the other day. I'm like, oh, hey, Shane. Hey, Shane. It's like this weird club that not <laughs> very many of us are in. It's it's weird. Oh, man, you can't swing a rock on a string around here without hitting a Josh. Hitting a Josh like a John. Uh, same thing. Oh, anyway. Well, folks, welcome to Strange Uncles. Uh, welcome to a new episode. Um I will say so. I'm going to share something, and I shared with you earlier, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm a, I swear to God, dude, I'm a ten year old. I, I just, I admit it. I'll admit it. So finally, I got it. So if anybody is a vinyl lover, uh, there is a, uh, there's a, gr- there's a company called Waxworks Records, and they kind of specialize in soundtracks, specifically like horror movie soundtracks, sci-fi things like that, and they'll repress vinyl they'll bring it out they have these promotions and stuff like that they're all hand packaged like it's just really really cool um again waxwork records they're they're great at what they do but they had came out before the holidays with a firefly uh kit basically which is for those of you rob zombie fan uh house for thousand corpses devil's rejects and the new three from hell all individually packaged, all with pictures, all with liner notes, all in a package with a Dr. Satan uh, a vinyl pad to lay down on your on your record player. It, it is just, and it's all in one, oh, it is so badass. I got it today, and I had to share with you and John. I was like, oh, my God, look at this. But, um, yeah, cool stuff, you know, for dumb people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, uh not to yuck anyone's yum, but uh, I don't give a shit about. I know, I know Rob you don't. Zombie. <laughs> I know you don't. No, and you know it's that. And you know, honestly, a lot of people will say, unless you're a fan, and you know, I don't come a fan because I know he's an artist. But uh, the majority of the people will say, oh yeah, his first like two or three movies are great, and everything after that's just shit. And he just didn't do well. The Halloween's didn't do good. He had you know like high production companies behind him, and you know, unfortunately, he just didn't didn't fly. You know, well, you know, I mean, he's a musician before he's a director, right? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, for sure. But um, so I don't know. Yeah. I like. I don't know. I never really got too invested in the Halloween franchise at all. So when I heard he was doing like the remake a few years ago, I was just like, oh, whatever. You know what <laughs> it I mean? doesn't really mean nothing in your wheelhouse at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, like uh, the first 
white zombie album was cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's as far as you go. <laughs> like yeah. drew the line 20 years ago. It's like, I'm done. Yeah. I love it when the fucking Dragula memes come out every Halloween. That's always a good time. <laughs> I get so fucking sick of those things. Oh my God, dude. Well, and then let's not talk about monsters. A lot of us are torn <laughs> with the remake of that. Needless to say, I was talking to a buddy of mine out of LA uh, earlier and he's like, Oh yeah. Have you seen the monsters? I'm like, Yeah. And I was just waiting for him to say something rude. <laughs> and I don't know if he did or not, but it is what it is. But anyway, um, fun stuff to be had. Um, so I will be seeing you, sir. So standby listeners, we're going to have probably the next news cycle. I'm going to say, what, in February, last week in February, I'll be seeing you in person, Josh. And so we can get together and do that. So listeners, it's always good to, to actually see you in person um, and do some recording. So there's that on the list. Uh, for Patreon members, uh, stand by. We have new Strange Uncle's Oddities coming out. Um, record a few new ones and let us know You know if you guys are liking them. And again, for the regular listeners, right now it's specifically a Patreon-only type thing. They're just short little blips. Josh has done a great job putting some uh, snippets on YouTube uh, with some background music. Just little tiny notes and facts and weird things that uh, doesn't take any time to listen to. It's a hot three, four minutes, and it's over. Um, so, you know, let us know if you like them, and then eventually we will we might recycle them, roll them out to the masses uh, in between, you know, full-length episodes. You know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But um, but anyway, how, how are you doing over there, man? Good? Other than oh, your you UFO know, sighting you missed in your own city? Come on. Well, it's not like they talk about it uh on like the news or anything you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah for those of you who may or may not know i found uh some triangle ufo sighting in over salt lake city are you thinking of like two days ago or something but uh, i don't know the jury's out whether it's real or not so there's yeah, that who knows yeah for sure but um, yeah, if you don't have nothing, man, I guess we're rolling into our guests. So uh, this is one that we've been waiting to have on the show for a little uh-huh. bit. And and I just want to preface to say we've never had this type of guest on the show. He specifically deals in pets, uh, specifically not necessarily humans, even though he does, you know, he does things with that nature too. But um, he's got some really cool insights on a couple things. And there's one that after you guys listen to the interview – you know, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. That that really it hit us. I think both kind of the same way about his theory. Um, I found very interesting, uh, and then we can go from there. I don't. I don't know, man. You got anything to to share on your side about the guy? Uh, no, it was just a really. I thought it was a really enjoyable conversation. It was, but very down to earth for sure. So, everybody, we're going to introduce a guy called Rob Gutro. Um, he actually is from the East Coast, and he has a bunch of books out. Namely about uh, pets, pets passing over, and how they talk to you, and it's kind of you know it's a fun, it's a fun, lighthearted conversation. So, um, everybody, here's Rob Gutro. Rob Gutro is an author, paranormal investigator, and medium with Inspired Ghost Tracking of Maryland. He's become known as a pet medium and has built a reputation to communicate with pets and people who have passed on to the other side. Since he was a child, he could receive messages from ghosts or spirits who have crossed over as well. And now as a scientist, he provides some scientific reasoning about how energy is a baseline for afterlife and the platform that entities use to communicate. We really can't wait to get into this conversation. Great to have you on, Rob. Can't wait to pick your brain. Welcome to Strange Uncles. Thanks for having me, Shane and Josh. I appreciate it. It's good yeah. to be here. 
Outstanding. Uh, so I think we'll start here for the most part. You know, we did a quick intro, but but obviously that doesn't do your work justice. Um, I know you've got you've got a, a bunch of books underneath your belt and things like that. And we we always try to start just to kind of introduce the listeners to, to who we have on for a guest. Um, just background. You know, I mean, everybody has a story about what got them from point A to point B. And, and I assume you do as well. I do. Um, so my uh, my background goes all the way back to when I was a teenager, back in the, the 70s. So I'm, I'm dating myself here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's before podcasts. Um, but when I was a teenager, my grandfather had passed away. And um, about seven months after he passed away, I was home alone. Uh, no other people, but our family dog. And my grandfather appeared in full color hmm. about two rooms away from me. And he scared the daylights out of me. I'll bet. Yeah. I, it, so as a teenager, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't do drugs. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do any of that stuff. I grabbed the dog and I ran outside. I was so scared. Well, long story short, it turns out when my parents got home, my mother confessed that she had the ability to communicate with people who passed. Oh, wow. Okay. So it runs in my family on my mother's side. Did she, um, was that the first time she kind of said, Hey, guess, guess what? You, you've got, you've got this thing in your, in your heritage. Yeah. Well, you know, they always wait until the last minute. Of course <laughs> they do. Yes. Reminds yeah. me of uh, teen wolf when the dad's like, well, I was hoping it would skip a generation because sometimes it does. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the same thing. Well, fortunately for my two brothers, I, I, I have two brothers. Uh, neither one of them have this ability mm. because you really have to be, you really have to become disciplined about how to use it and learn how to block it out and, and other, other things. Mm. So, um, so fast forward all the way to 2005 when I had a puppy that passed away, he was killed by a car when his leash opened mm. and um, he, he just blew the doors off the, uh, the abilities because he showed me how pets communicate from the afterlife and, and became the basis of um, one of my series of, of books. That, that's what so, started it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, you, you, you know, obviously, you know, we are talking about pets. That's what your, your forte is necessarily. Um, that's 2005. I mean, we're looking at, at, you know, 50 plus years later, you know, where you're at, how did, what was, how did you go about doing that? Once you, with your pet, once you kind of, he helped you dial this in, what's the next steps after that? So, you know, it's, it's the first thing you do is you doubt yourself. Right. You think you're crazy. So I kept a journal of all of the different things that I saw and, and heard and um, ran into and and I can get into the different signs that that he gave me, um, but it was important for me because in my day job I'm actually a scientist. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So I'm a meteorologist. So as oh, a scientist, okay. we have to prove things. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have to get proof. There's facts there, hear. right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. absolutely. Um, so what I started to do is I would go into haunted, well, places that were historic around me. Mm-hmm. And I would see what I sensed. And sure enough, um, I would get some weird stuff. Um, and then I would ask the house historian. And when they started confirming everything that I would get, then I knew that I had 
an ability that was true. So, so, um, so then you start seeing these kind of match up, you know, tit for yes. tat per se. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But proof was really important to me. So for instance, the very first historic mansion I went into, I walked in the door and there was to me in front of me, there was uh, I could sense a little girl. She was about five years old. And um, she, she told me her name. She told me her name was Anna or something like that. Mm. Um, and then she wanted to show me where her bedroom was. Mm. So I was with my partner when I walked in and I said, oh my gosh, there's a little girl here and she died here and she died of the flu and she wants to show me where her bedroom is. And, you know, my partner's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, I got eye rolls. Blowed you off, right, right. Sure. Yeah. Right. So um, long story short, I went and talked to the house historian. They said, yeah, there was a little girl named Anna who died upstairs um in her bedroom um where you said her bedroom was and she's buried in the backyard oh jesus mansion historic (laughs) mansion and there's a small cemetery in the back with her gravestone you can see it and that just that was tied all that together i'm assuming a family type graveyard or did it really have any rhyme or reason yeah yeah it was a family graveyard Mm. um so she but she was in there but it was just it was unnerving wow. for me to go down there and actually see her name on the tombstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That so when you and it's more curiosity more than anything, Rob. When you you know obviously you have this 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 ability. Are you still a little uncomfortable? Would you rather deal with pets versus ghosts per se? Am I am I saying that the right way? I mean, you know, you have different factors here. What, what's easier to to kind of drink the Kool Aid? I, I guess. Yeah, so that's a great question because. So I, I do communicate with pets and with people. Um, and uh, I made a distinction in my first book, by the way, of uh, what a ghost is versus what a spirit is. So ghosts, in my sense, are earthbound entities. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What happens after we die is that the energy that is within us, the physical energies combined with memories, personality, and knowledge, and that then we make a conscious choice either to cross over into the light or the other side or whatever you want to call it. Or we stay here. Um, and if we stay here, it's usually at a fixed location of our choosing a place where, where we are familiar with or a place where we were killed or died trauma. And that's right. what I call the ghost. Yeah. Okay. So right. spirits are the ones that crossed over ghosts are the ones that are earthbound. Uh, so uh, real quick, so you're, the, of course, this is a theory that's been, been kicking around for what, Josh, probably a decade in regards to um, levels, frequencies. There's another realm. What we're seeing is maybe blips from that other. So is that kind of, that's not really the, the gist that you take with this. Well, it's, I, I really can't explain the other side, but all I know is, so as a scientist, I use energy as the foundation of the paranormal because because in, in science, we have a law of energy, the law of conservation of energy that says energy cannot be destroyed. It can right. only be transformed. And, mm-hmm. and our consciousness combines with those physical energies and it's transformed. So it's invisible to us as living people, um, but it's not invisible to pets. Because they have a different physiology in their eyes and ears, so they can see and hear earthbound ghosts and spirits who have crossed over. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense to me, like physiologically speaking, you know. Yeah. You find your cats staring at at, at the uh, <clears throat> nothing, Josh? Uh, constantly, <laughs> yeah. The wall, often, <laughs> just 
right there, uh-huh. six inches away from it. <laughs> oh boy. Did you have a cat that passed or a dog? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and after she passed before we got another cat, uh, we would get, uh, I, I've heard it referred to as like ghost cat experiences where you feel like they're running around on the bed, but then there's mm-hmm. not a cat around, you know, cause we have two, we usually have two. Um, and after Sadie passed busy was, I thought it was busy that was running around on the bed, but it wasn't, she wasn't, she was outside. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's been, it's interesting. That's very common of uh, cats and spirit that will do that. Um, and, and cats will come back, uh, and, and train your other cats to do something they used to do. Really? Yes. So, um, yeah. So you may find your other cats doing something like that. Your your cat that passed used to do. Yeah. Um, we did notice, uh, that she started doing, uh, some of the things that before when it was both of them, she didn't do, but the other cat had done. And then she started kind of picking up some of those behaviors, like, hmm. uh, after, after Sadie, uh, passed. And I thought I knew you, man. Jeez, Josh, I never knew that. (laughs) Well, you don't ever want to hear about cats, man. (laughs) No, right? I'm not a cat fan. That's that's interesting. So there, let's start with that question, if if you don't mind, Rob. When you talk about uh, you know animals, just in are are cats usually the ones that are a little bit more intuitive with having that kind of spirit of? Is it dogs? Is there a specific animal, or have you found? Have you found that they're all kind of things that are the same? Like what animal sticks out more as far as this ability? Um, really dogs and cats because yeah. any any animal that lives in our houses and is domesticated has the ability to communicate with us. Um, it, it's because they learn our habits, our language, our emotions, our uh, routine, um, and anything that they did in life, they will do from spirit mm-hmm. when they visit. Interesting. And I've always heard that they have intuition when they're live, you know, and, and I've a, I'm a big proponent of, man, every house that I've had that I thought there was something maybe left in it, um, I had animals react. And it was just always a go-to, you know, for me. Like, I knew I could I, – I, they were seeing something I was not seeing um, necessarily. Can, can you talk about the – expand on that a little bit more? Because I know a lot of people, you know, they, they believe that animals have that intuition. But what's a good way to kind of – I guess dial in and 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 pick up on some of these things that maybe your 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 pet's picking up on. Sure, there, there are a number of aspects to that. Um, there are uh, physical aspects of that, and then there are emotional aspects of that. So I'll address the physical ones first, mm-hmm. um, because they have a different physiology in their eyes and their ears. They can see and hear ghosts or spirits who have crossed over when they visit. Um, how that works is that they have different cones and rods in their eyes. And those are the things that allow them to see faster movement. Mm-hmm. And as a paranormal investigator, I'm on a paranormal team also. Um, we use high-speed cameras to, to get a quick uh, snapshot of a an earthbound ghost or a visiting spirit. Um, but dogs and cats can see them head on. Also, uh, if you think about a dog whistle, uh, dogs can hear a whistle, the dog whistle, right. but we can't. So they hear at different frequencies. And I found that as paranormal investigator, we use digital recorders to pick up those frequencies, those ghosts talking at different frequencies that we can't hear. 
And it's not until we play them back that we can actually hear them. But dogs and cats can hear them. Hmm. That's interesting. When let, I'd like to touch base on something else, if you, if you don't mind going back for me a little bit, Rob. Aside from the, the pets, when you talk about ghosts and spirits and the difference, sp- spirits obviously are something crossed over. What chooses, how come they come back through for visits or whatever have you? Like, what do we think the catalyst is there? So spirits will come and visit us for a number of reasons. Um, they, everyone on the other side behaves like they did in this life. Mm-hmm. So they will visit us on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. Those are the times to look for messages or signs from your loved ones, whether it is uh, the anniversary of their birthday and you happen to turn on the radio and there's a song that they used to love. That's that's a sign from that emotion, you think, just because it's just height of emotion. That's what they're kind of digging off of. Yeah, absolutely. They, They read. So emotion is an energy. So emotional energies can be picked up. By spirit. So just like dogs and cats, they can read when we're happy, when we're sad, when we're angry, you know, um, and when our spirits are elevated, birthdays, anniversaries and holidays, because we're celebrating something, those are the times that even pets will come around us. So pets work the same way in spirit as humans do. That's interesting. When you so I'm going to ask a question and I, I don't know if you deal with this much because but in this fringe field that you're in that you do. And, and I actually belong to a paranormal group out of uh, Salt Lake. So I've, I've, I've done some of, you know, the, the, the guy that runs a, the group is literally, he's been doing it for 20 plus years. He's got files that are like, he, he started to basically prove that ghosts don't exist and then ended up going, well, you know what? I egg on my face because I think we have something here. So when you look at something like that, there's always talk of the, I guess the bad side, if you would say, mm-hmm demons not necessarily do you where do you believe in that side of it do you think that's separated do you think that's something that people draw themselves to not necessarily vice versa just out of curiosity more than anything well um in the 12 years or 13 years i've been doing investigating i've never encountered a demon okay um i've encountered a lot of people with really bad attitudes (laughs) (laughs) fair enough um but um, I do have a theory on on demons. Um, I, I don't look at them as a religious figure uh, or an anti-religious figure. Um, as a scientist, I know that we have discovered more than uh, 5,800 exoplanets. And I also know that there are more than 4,800 that are uh, uncatalogued yet. Mm-hmm. And many of them, there are, many of them are in what's called the Goldilocks zone. That's the, right. the habitable zone where life can form. Right. So... As a scientist, uh, you know, I think it's crazy that we would think that we're the only living thing. So my theory here is that, like us, when we become spirit, we can travel anywhere mm-hmm. because energy just streams through the cosmos. So what would prevent them from coming here oh, as a spirit? Interesting. And and when they look at us, we probably look really weird, maybe right. threatening. <laughs> so they would be defensive. You know, the, think of a, like backing a, an animal, a wild animal, into a corner. Mm-hmm. First thing they're going to do is attack. Mm-hmm. So, in, in in my opinion, that's what I think a demon is. It's just a life form from another another universe um, that gets stuck here and doesn't know what we are. 
I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially looking at it uh, in an interplanetary kind of way, um, you know, involving through different environmental circumstances would probably yield different physiology and different everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I will tell you though, for the people who, uh, who, who believe in religions, that prayer is actually a powerful, positive emotional energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we encounter a negative entity, like someone who's hostile, um, that positive emotional energy will act to counter or quell it. So that's probably why, uh, in the case of like religions, that exorcisms, for instance, will be effective. It's about positive energy versus negative energy. That's interesting. A little bit over mind over matter necessarily, you know, because I mean, mm-hmm. there's something there to be said about that. I, I will admit, Rob, you're the very first one that we, and we've been doing this for what, six years, Josh, seven, almost. You're the first one that actually came up with that. I've never heard that before. And and it's kind of refreshing because I think I, I think people get convoluted with with not fair to say, but maybe their beliefs or maybe again, you know, your mind once the human mind is a is a, an amazing tool, but mm-hmm. it can also be very detrimental <laughs> to some people. And I think when they take it to a certain point and then you equate something with this, I, I think maybe you know sometimes that that kind of gets mixed up in the in the in the batch, you know. So very interesting. So- this is what happens when you're talking to a scientist who has this superpower of talking to, to dead people. <laughs> right. This is outcome. I, yeah. I, I feel like that's like a, a really constructive way to look at it for people that maybe aren't necessarily religious as well, you know, to where it kind of right. gives them the freedom to accept that there are things that we might not understand that, you know, might be beyond, beyond our uh, ability to see or comprehend for the typical person, but also doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, the devil trying to get you, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which is more true. I mean, you know, look, you know, we you pick whatever your beliefs, you know, may be, but uh, yeah, there's something to be said about that for sure. And making common sense out of it. I think that let nobody's an expert in this field. I mean, you know, that's, and I, and I, it upsets us when we hear these people, I've been doing this for, and I'm an expert. Nah, you really, you don't know any, uh, maybe, you know, a little bit more than we do, but don't don't call yourself an expert. You didn't go to college. For I don't this. think. Yeah, I don't think there's any such thing as an expert in the paranormal field because yeah. we're all learning at different levels. Yeah. So I've got one more question that's just is more of my curiosity thing, and then we can kind of go back on and talk about pets and and kind of what that ecosystem looks like. Um, I, one of my, I you know theories or one of those things where I, how do you explain what this thing is as we. As and you as a scientist, as we work towards the future, as we get knowledge behind us, quantum theory, for example, you know, something that really wasn't there a decade ago. Now it's becoming something, and now these we're finding out these experiments. We're getting closer to quantum understanding it. What it and and again, it's a whole other realm of science in a way. Do, do you think, or, or do you even have an opinion whether maybe quantum physics would explain some of what paranormal may be? Yeah, it could uh, very well. Um, I I think that it's just a matter of time before science catches up with the paranormal so that it will become normal. Or it's not so fringe anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It'd be a great day when we figure this stuff out one of these days. It's it's really just like everything else in, you know, in in science. I mean, we didn't, we would think that, um, you know, ultraviolet rays were some demonic thing that caused sunburn. 
you know, and right. now right. we know what right. they are. Right. So it's right. a matter of science catching up, I think. Uh, absolutely. I, I tend to agree. I think we tend to agree with that too. You know, what one of these days, you know, we'll see what that looks like. So your forte, again, um, d- dealing with pets, talking to pets, do you think that there's just as many – I guess maybe people don't pay attention, but when you talk about quantities of a a, a life or a human ghost versus a, a pet that might linger, do you, do you think it's about the same as far as experiences and what's out there and what's around us? Good question. So what I found is about 99% of our pets and animals cross over. That's okay. why we don't run into any dinosaur ghosts. <laughs> um, Fair enough. And the reason for that is, you know, as as a dog and a cat dad, um, we know that our pets can sense when something is good, um, when something when someone wants to offer them love and care. And what happens is when they pass, they can automatically sense that the the light, the other side is all good, goodness and peace and love. And they all go there. Uh, it's a it's a rare exception. I've only met two ghost cats and one ghost dog in all the years that I've been doing this. Hmm. Um, and they stayed behind because they loved their pet parent, but they didn't cross over when their pet parent did. Hmm. So, um, and I think the same goes for all wild animals too, because wild animals have the same intuition that you know the domesticated. I, I, I was going to ask. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other factor too when, when you think about that. But I mean, I, I think with that maybe they don't really have domestication, the attachment to us as much as a pet would. And so, you know, I mean, that changes that factor completely as far as, you know, I, I've never, I'm, I'm an avid outdoorsman. I don't see a, a bunch of ghost bears hanging out that as far as I know, <laughs> could be wrong. I That'd be know. weird. Yeah. Wouldn't it though? So, you know, and if, you know, if you're a hunter, you may have a ghost animal <laughs> no, I'm just, I, just, just kidding. My cousin swears up and down that he had something chase him one day, and he thinks it's from he quit hunting because of the experience. Actually, a oh lifelong hunter, yeah, and it scared him so much that he just absolutely is like, you know, I maybe I shouldn't have been doing this. But I'm like, well, you, but you still go to the grocery store and buy meat. It's kind of, I don't think you're getting away from <laughs> the issue. So, anyway. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. When in your experience, what was the when you we were talking about animals? Mm-hmm. Have you had any experiences that literally were life changing, or a scenario that just made you maybe made you write the book, maybe made you um, get more into the field? It, something that was emotional and drawed to you, and anything like that that really stands out in your history? Well, really, I I, I have I have to go back to uh, my puppy Buzz, who was seven okay. months old when he was killed by a car. Um, that was the most traumatic, gut-wrenching, horrifying experience of my entire life. Um, and, I, you know, I, 
And I say that because although I've lost my parents and all my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, everybody's gone. Oh, wow. But when you lose a pet that you are responsible for to a terrible accident, it's like losing a child. Um, And you never get over it. I mean, you move past it, Mm -hmm. but that, you know, that hurt is still there. Um, That was the most traumatic. And I'm grateful that I have this gift because Buzz kept coming back to me and proving to me. I mean, there were some crazy things. I had a roommate at the time and I was walking Buzz and his dog. And um, after Buzz passed away, Buzz would visit in the house. I would hear his nails on the floor. Um, And uh, there was one time, and my roommate was really irritating, by the way. Uh, (laughs) And Buzz knew he was irritating. So one day I was waiting in the car in the driveway, and this is kind of funny. Uh, I was waiting for him to come out, and we were going to go do some errands. And this was after Buzz passed. And he ran out screaming because a a sneaker moved from one side of the hallway to the other side of the hallway. (laughs) And it was Buzz. And and he was screaming like a little girl. (laughs) Um, and, And Buzz had an affinity for destroying sneakers. Oh, you know, okay. It all comes together. As, right, right. As a puppy. So I, I knew that. And so I was like, good on you, Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> good on you for getting him. That's funny. That's a, Now, does he, if you don't mind me getting personal, do you still see Buzz? Does he still visit or is that kind of, that's been passed? So our pets, no matter how long they're gone, they can still come back and visit. Doesn't matter. His time is irrelevant on the other side. Time is a, a is an earth thing. Like I think like in Saturn, uh, on Saturn, one year is like 65 years or something, 65 Earth years. Right, or something. Right. I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, they come back. It doesn't matter how long they've been. Um, our dog Sprite passed in 2013. He was a, a, a dachshund and um, a dachshund mix. And when he passed away, he sent a butterfly. Um, uh, it was July 8th. And we had never seen a butterfly the entire summer. Uh, even though we had butterfly bushes that weren't doing their job. Um, but the day Sprite passed, a butterfly came into the ro- into the uh, backyard. And our other three dogs, and, you, you know, as a dachshund dad, they would run after them and bark or whatever. Oh, yeah. This butterfly lingered for about 20 minutes on the ground. Hmm. And, it, and, and they didn't pay attention to it. It actually followed kind of a similar path that Sprite used to take. Interesting. And so I realized that pets can also help manipulate uh, birds, Mm -hmm. butterflies, dragonflies, any insect, um, rabbits, bird, doesn't matter. Um, They can they can do that. So if you find that on the anniversary of their passing or their birthday, that a wild animal or insect is behaving erratically, it's most likely that they're helping send that side. Maybe pay attention to it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, before I want to talk to you books a little bit, but I, I do want to ask just for listeners, you know, if there's people out there, especially if they, you know, they had a loss recently, whatever have you, and they really want to try to get that communication and try to understand what that looks like. Any recommendations in your experience for, I guess, how to fine tune it or things to pay attention to? Again, you know, you're talking about certain, you know, animals and insects and things like that. That's a great birthdays, holidays. Any other insights that that can provide somebody who really wants to experience that? Sure, there's there's actually plenty of them, and my books are actually filled with them. So, uh, and every pet can communicate based on the way that they lived. But 
um, dreams are the easiest way for any spirit to communicate. Mm. So before everybody goes to bed at night, uh, take a look at a picture of your pet or your person and ask them to come into your dreams. And usually over the course of about two weeks or so, they'll find their way to get into your dreams or somebody's dreams within the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes grief, even though you're sleeping, will still block that. Um, I will tell you that one woman had written me and said that her husband kept dreaming of her dog who passed. Mm -hmm. And she said that she would yell at him because she wouldn't dream of the dog. She wanted to. Interesting. She said that I would fight with my husband because he would have the dreams and I wouldn't. And I wanted them. (laughs) And I said, your dog does not want you to argue. Your dog is coming to him because he has dealt with the dog's passing. Mm -hmm. So the dog can come through to him. So that, that attachment's there. So, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to call us any uh, marital discord <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Great going, ghost dog. You got a divorce because of what's going on. So, interesting. Well, let's talk about your books a little bit, if you don't mind, before we let sure. you go. So, you've had you've got several out there, of course. You know, Kindred Spirits is one, um, Ghosts and Spirits. Um, I'm looking at the list here. You, you've got a lot. What do you find that you enjoy to write about most? Do you, do you think that Animals More Towards is more adventurous for you, or do you really like more of the... Um, the ghost, your paranormal group that you're part of, your investigations, what weighs more as far as you're concerned? Well, it's more rewarding, certainly, for me to do readings for pets and pet parents because it brings them comfort and it brings them closure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've been able to find out how a pet passed away or any other information that they didn't have or didn't understand. Um, so pets really do that for me. Um, the other two series of books that I have are one are, are, are Ghosts on a Medium's Vacation, because wherever I, got, I go. I got that one. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> they talk to me. Um, so and and then another one, Ghosts and Spirits, which includes paranormal investigations and so forth. Um, earlier in the in the show, you asked me about whether I prefer pets or people. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest with you, I prefer pets. And that's why I've become known as a pet medium. Sure. Uh, because the last reading I did for a person was for a woman whose father turned out to be an abusive alcoholic yeah. who would uh, do physical harm and all that. And for me, that was too heavy. So tough. Yeah. 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 And and I do my e- my readings by email. So mm-hmm. I'm I can't I, I need to listen to spirit, and I can't have a person ta- in front of me um, talking. So um, I had to send that email to her and I was just horrified. Mm. And she wrote me back and she said, everything is true. And she said, I can understand. So her dad wanted forgiveness. And after that, I said, I am never going to read another person <laughs> unless it's not a paranormal investigation. I don't blame you. That's tough. I mean, it yeah. really puts you in a, in a really hard position to, because, you know, you've got to be honest with these people that are asking these questions and, mm-hmm. uh, Man, yeah, yeah, I don't. So I, I got a couple questions, Josh. Let me, you know, if you have anything on your side. Um, do you ever get tired of it? Do you ever get where when you go places, you're seeing things, You does it become overwhelming? Does it become like, oh, can I just enjoy the cruise? Can I just, can you just leave me alone? Do you ever just fed up type? Yeah, I get, well, I, I do get a little tired of it. Um I, I find, too, that when people know that you have a gift, they will sometimes try to take advantage of you. Yeah. So, you know, friends of friends of friends who lost a, a cat 
or someone's great aunt who lost uh, somebody, they find their way to my email and they say, oh, can you please give me, a, you know, an emergency rush reading? And I'm like, um, I, you know, I, I book readings and I have a, a way of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm booked a year out in advance. Oh, wow. Wow. Good for which you. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. For pets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So in that case, it's overwhelming. And, you know, I always get people saying, oh, please, my, my cat just passed away. I, I can't go on another day. Um, it, it's hard to say no. Sure. You know, it's hard sure. to say. And I just had to do that recently with somebody and said, um, you know, it, there are 300 people that have paid in advance for scheduled reading and mm-hmm. cutting the line would not be fair to any of them. Sure. So. Understood completely. Um, I want to go back real quick. My last question on, on my side, and then uh, you know, and you know, we can promote you on your side, Rob. Um, children, especially young children, like say before they start talking, type two, three. I and another reason I ask this is because I, I always with guests who have this uh, talent that you have, uh, my son, when he was very young, would see things. Do you, do you think that they pick up a lot better on the pets, ghosts, whatever they may, they just have that intuition? Do you think it's just, and why do they lose it? Do they lose it just because they think the real world kind of gets in their head a bit as they get older? In my experience, um, children are very apt, like pets, mm-hmm. um, to see and believe what they see and hear um, because they're not yet taught to dispel it they're not taught to think logically and and that's what happens i think when we grow up you know we go to school and we think oh no no science you know says that can't exist so therefore it can't exist so if you keep denying something or ignoring something long enough you don't see it anymore yeah no totally totally agree i think you know it sucks turning into a grown-up at times and that's it does (laughs) maybe that's part of that you know so um, Josh, you got anything on your side at all? I, we want to promote yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, do you, uh, are you able to communicate with pets while they're on this side too? You know, like, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's not like conversations, like words and stuff, but, uh, can, are you able to communicate with, uh, live pets? Only my three dogs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good question. Actually, I've been asked quite a number of times to find lost pets. And I can't tune into the the living pets, um, but I if somebody shows me a map, I can give them an idea about the energy uh, the energy field from where they are. Oh, wow! Um, and I I don't um, I don't I try not to do this much, but I feel for people who lost pets. I just did it with a woman who whose dog had gone missing for two weeks, and I told her where the dog went. So she kept exploring up that area. And then three days later, the dog made its way home. Oh, nice. Wow. So that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Nice when you have a, have a bright at the end of the tunnel, you know, with everything. Know. Yeah. Happy ending. Yep. Yep. Needless to say, you know, in this world, sometimes you don't have those often. So that, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Rob, thank you so much for your time. Where, where can we promote you? What, what do you want? We'll give you the platform for any upcoming books, how people can find you. Um, what, we'll give the platform to you at this point. Well, thank you, Shane. Um, so people can just find me on amazon.com. That's where all my books are. Um, I have 10 books. 
Um, they're in those three different series, Ghosts and Spirits, Ghosts on a Medium's Vacation, and Pets in the Afterlife. Um, I'm self-published. Oh, so as awesome. such, I can, I can set my prices um, as low as possible. So they're all $10 or less. Awesome. Um, I want people to read them and learn from them and get comfort from them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, my website is my name, Rob Gutrow. If you can't spell it, like most people can't, <laughs> type, in, <laughs> type in petspirits.com. It goes to the same place. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I, I do pet readings and I charge a small fee. And like I said, there's a one year waiting list, but I, I, I immediately send out, you know, what your reading is scheduled for. And these readings take me 30 to 45 minutes each. Mm. You'd be surprised how much your dogs and cats have to say. <laughs> That's um, it amazes me. And actually, the Pets in the Afterlife series of books, uh, two, three, and four, are filled with um, readings that I did that their pet parents confirmed and asked me to include in the next Oh, neat. Okay. Next book. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and again, folks, you know, Rob Gutro or G U T R O. If if you look for him on Amazon, um, it, it's just I don't, it's refreshing a bit. We I so we've never had somebody that's so related to pets on the show before. This is different for us. Uh, and God, I just appreciate your time and appreciate your your uh, your share for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Always a pleasure to talk to pet parents. Yeah. I love yeah. it. One way or another. I got to go talk to my dog after we're done and see if she came up with anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, hey, Rob, if you want to stick with us, um, we're going to go ahead and thank you off air. Everybody, that was Rob Gatreau. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. Thank you. Yeah, so I did want to say, and I think you and I share this the same, I think, um, and, and I I kind of feel like an ass now for bringing it up because sometimes you see the look on his face and we went, oh, when I brought up the old demon thing. <laughs> Most of our guests do. You don't really – you don't want to pussyfoot around the subject. But what he had – his whole theory behind it, dude, that makes so much more sense to me than it does a book of exorcism, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, not to uh, – not to cast – aspersions or speak disparagingly of people we've had on before but it was nice to have on uh this type of person you know a medium who uh isn't overly religious um is a scientist comes from a scientific background is looking mm-hmm. for like i wouldn't even say mundane just more like reasonable ex- explanations for things than there you uh, go that's a good way to know, say it satan trying to drag you to hell <laughs> right you know? yeah um and and that was nice. And it also kind of lines up like, I mean, when he was talking about how he thought they might be entities from basically like other planets and stuff. And I was like, you know, that that kind of that makes a lot of sense to me in the framework of like. Uh, so like we have I bring up the super spectrum theory that um, uh, now all of a sudden I can't think of his John, name. John Kill. Thank you. Yep. Um I just looked over and saw uh, that book by George P. Hansen and it broke my <laughs> yeah, Wait, that's not it. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the John Keel's theory of the super spectrum, I think, makes a lot more sense to explain the paranormal at large. And he was one of the first people to kind of connect the dots to be like, you know, UFOs, big hairy monsters, ghosts, uh, just 
weird high strangeness in general it's not necessarily all different things you know might just be different sides of the same coin kind of a situation or interconnected in in other ways and uh and the the way that rob was explaining how he views that kind of stuff scientifically uh fits into that kind of framework to me pretty well you know it it yeah i think you said it actually well very well um i i think so when you're looking at that like look it's all it's coming from the same place. It's just different kinds of the same place. It's easier for me to wrap my head around that than it is any other theory, you know? Well, and like how he talked about the physiological differences between us and our pets, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I meant to bring this up, but like sometimes I have a hard time finding places to jump in. But um, I just watched a documentary a few weeks ago on Netflix. That's like the mind of a cat or something like that. It's just, you know, like a oh. pet documentary. Mm. Um where they talk about how your animals, your pets, but cats specifically feed off your energy and dogs do it too. You know what I mean? Like dogs are experts in recognizing like body language and like facial expressions and, you know, which to the point sometimes seems like they can read your mind and maybe they can. Cause uh, I was going to bring this up uh, during the interview, but then I thought better of it for some reason. But like there've been times where I've been enjoying a little bit of the devil's lettuce and, uh, and I'll be sitting on the couch thinking like, I'm going to see if I can communicate with the cats. They're outside. I'm going to, I'm going to tell them it's time to come inside with my mind. <laughs> no shit. And I'm laughing within, with you, not at you. This is interesting. Within 15 minutes, they're at the door. You huh. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, Hey guys, time, time to come home. Time to be inside now. You I, know? I'm not saying that there might not be something to that. I mean, yeah, maybe. Well, uh, I heard, an interview with a scientist um, and I can't remember who it was, but it was someone along. I don't think it was Dean Radin, but it was someone like kind of along those lines mm-hmm. where like very respected, but also into a lot of very fringe stuff. And he was running a study into this kind of like uh, psychic connection that people have with their pets. Um, and, uh, and he was saying that in the study, they had volunteers who had pets at home and they would purposefully not let the subject know, not let the person who was volunteering in the study know uh, when they were going to get the call. But basically it was like the person would tell the people running the study what their routine was like, mm-hmm. you know, these are my working times, hours is my work schedule, this is my commute, you know, this is typically what I do on a Tuesday afternoon after work or whatever. And so they'd be like, all right. Uh, occasionally you're going to get a random phone call from us. And we're going to tell you to stop what you're doing and go home. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put these cameras up like in your living room or whatever to keep an eye on your pets. And we're going to document your pet's behavior. And they basically documented that cats and dogs uh, would automatically change their behavior and start acting the way they normally would when they knew their parents were coming home, no matter what time of day they was. So, so it's like, they did control, right. By looking at how animals act when they know the routine, right. Mm-hmm. Like they know, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, dickhead gets home and feeds me at five thirty Monday through Friday. I, that's, you know, my circadian rhythms are set to that. I know to expect right. it. Right. So they could document how they behave when they expect it that way. And then they would randomly call someone at like, you know, two thirty on a Thursday and be like, Hey, uh, stop what you're doing and head home. And as soon as they got off the phone with them, uh, the pet would start exhi- exhibiting the same behavior that it does, uh, you know, 
when the person would typically be coming home three hours later, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like doing the yeah, happy yeah, dance, the happy dance. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, going and waiting at the door and stuff. Well, dude, honestly, um, that makes sense because I, and I don't know what, you, so the dogs love my wife. Like they love my, I mean, Ellie loves me. She's my dog, but yeah, the dog's just, she's got a natural entity towards just animals. She's always has been like that. When I'm home, if I happen to be around them towards the end of the day, and she's not even in front of the house with a car yet. We're talking mm-hmm. like three or four minutes behind before they'll start getting there, start looking at the door. They'll say, they will act differently, and she could be half mile down the road. Yeah. Like it, it's it's interesting. It's a very interesting study, and, and it's you know I, I'm not. I will never doubt that uh, animals don't have intuition. You know they they absolutely do. It's amazing. So. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like Aubrey would say the same thing about the cats too. Uh, and it you like my old car had a bad manifold. So it was kind of loud and she would be like, they can hear you coming down the driveway before I can hear you mm-hmm. coming, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, when I got a new vehicle that doesn't have those problems, that's quiet. They'd still know when I'm, you know, in, in a couple area. blocks away and yeah, they yeah. start, yeah. you know, something you said about that, man. I don't know. You know, very interesting, very interesting, uh, individual. Like I said, I, I, uh, I've got one book on of his on order, um, I'll get that and I'll, I'll read through it. You know, I want to, again, I think next time, if we do have him on, we'll pick his brain a little bit more away from the pets and more towards his traveling and how he, it sounds like he has a problem with hitchhikers, um, which is a phenomenon that we know about. Um, maybe not to the point that he drags them back home, but to the point that they reach out to him no matter where he goes, that, that might, something might be there for that. I don't know. Well, and I mean, think about it. Like, Man, if you can't turn that off and can never like not be being bothered by people trying to communicate through you with right, other people, right. I would that would bug the shit out. I, I that's why I asked him that question. I'm like, man, you know, it, it's got to be the it's just like anything else. When I'm off work, I'm off work. Don't ask me about contractor management uh, agreements at, at dinner. Yeah, don't fuck, don't. I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, it's the same like, thing, you know. So I, I would be super annoyed if I was on vacation and was being hassled by entities or dude, I don't even like talking to people that much. I I was just going to say, get out of my territorial bubble, but my chihuahua. Now I don't give a shit about your chihuahua lady. Yeah. Something said about it. So, so a better man than me for sure. Oh, for sure. I would be very irritated. I I agree for sure. But uh, anyway, yeah. Interesting interview. Um, Listeners, let us know what you think. You can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. I do, I want to leave with one last thing. This is specifically for you, Josh, and or everybody else listening to the show. If you have not got on board with The Last of Us, um, do it. And I watched episode three last night, and no spoilers, but my God, dude. Dude, it's a tearjerker. But it's like a mini show within a show. That could be its own, like, movie. Oh, my God, it was so good. It was so good. I've just, and it had nothing to do, you know, ins and outs at the very beginning and the end. Of course, it tied it together with the show, but that storyline, wow, wow. Kudos on the, on the writers, man. Well, so if you, if you stream it, there's always the like, you know, little like five or 10 minute after show show Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. HBO does for like all their prestige stuff that's like inside the episode, I think they call it. Um, and it just has like interviews with like the writers, directors, cast, you know, that, that is real quick. like, like I said, five to seven minutes probably. Right. Um, and watching those, uh, I realized that the people that are running the show are the people that created the video game 
and wrote the video games. Oh, I think you're telling on. me that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that makes it even better because I know like they there are two games in the series. I never really played them because I'm not much of a gamer. Right. Um, but uh, I have friends that are very emotionally invested in the games and the storylines of the games mm-hmm. and um, were nervous about the show, you know, and about it. Cause like, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on the walking dead, but like uh, that kind of went off the rails after like the second season, oh, as far as I, yeah, how it agreed, how true it was to the original stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I get some things work better depending on the format, you know? Right. Well, and, um, and, and to not to cut, but you know, on that same vein, Man, look, a lot of shows, movies based off video games tank anyway. You just yeah. can't. They just don't come off well on the big screen. They just don't, you know? So the reason that a lot of people were concerned about that is because the storylines in this video game are like, they resonate with people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and it's just nice to know that it's the same people that are making the show that made the game. So if you're a big fan of the games and those stories, you don't need to worry because so far the only things they've done that are different from the storylines are just like cosmetic things, you know, like just like maybe the, the way the actor looks versus the way the character in the game looked, even though sure. uh, they did have uh, Marlena, the leader of the fireflies is the same person who voiced the character in the game. And they also uh, um, designed the character in the game to look like her. So it's, that's pretty oh, cool. But, okay. <laughs> but my point is like, whenever they do something different than it would have been in the story for the game, it's usually more of an expansion on that storyline than it is completely changing it. Gotcha. Yeah. And like, like for instance, episode three um, in the game, you know that Frank had a partner, but the partner's already dead. And so this was, this is like directly a, a pretty much a direct quote from the guy who wrote the game and also wrote the, <laughs> wrote the show. Uh, is that like this was an opportunity to kind of flesh out that story, you know? Nice, nice. That they didn't really have go with back the video and, game because you got to like, kinda. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Get to the next objective or whatever. Yeah. Um, and mm. so another great thing about that is like any any additions that are different, you could also consider them canon because it's the same people that made the game, you know? Yeah, that's all. See, that's a neat turnaround though. Yeah, tying all that ecosystem together. I, I just, again, you know, awesome stuff. Uh, listeners, you know, get into it. it. It's really good. Again, it's on HBO. Um, check it out. You know, it's it's well worth it for sure. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, so. I would say it's at least as good, if not a lot better than the first season of The Walking Dead. And uh, it's just, I know people a lot of people got tired of that show because it went on for way, way, way too long. I, I was out after the, by the time third season started, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, I'm yeah. just, you know, like, yeah. I don't think there's going to, they're going to have that same problem with this. I don't think they're going to drag it on. So. Cause there were only the two games and also like HBO uh, doesn't do that though. Usually. Usually Pedro Pascal is in the middle of the other, one of the other biggest shows <laughs> streaming. Know, right? You know what I mean? Man, that so, guy, holy God. Like, yeah. uh, I don't actor. think, uh, I don't think they're going to drag this on for 18 seasons the way they did with the walking dead. Um, and it's just, you know, it's HBO bigger budget. Yeah. Better, more focused storytelling, you know? Um, if you're going to have some of the similar tropes because it's a fucking zombie show at the end of the day, you know, but so far, like the way they're looking at so far, the only episode that I've watched that hasn't had a moment that was like on some level really resonant. Um, 
has been just the most recent one that aired last Sunday is still really good. It just was kind of more of a move the story along episode. Less gotcha. of a, and you need, a, but like, you need let's those, get into though. this and make you fucking cry. Episode, yeah. Yeah. You but know? you need those. I mean, otherwise you, yeah. know, you, you need that just to otherwise, what's it going to do if you don't have that anchor? You know? Yeah. You got to so. get, you got to make some progress towards where you're going at some point. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, and it was still really good. It just wasn't like, I mean, episode three was like, profound oh you know my god I mean? dude i i yeah i mean i bawled i oh yeah well anyway I, enough about that just check it out and you know let us know what you think if, if you're a fan just like we are i just just want to mention it it would be beside myself if i didn't you know for sure but um anyway onwards and upwards on that uh great interview we've got a i think it's lined up next week and i'm sorry josh i didn't tell you <laughs> i just got the email not too long ago but uh, it is something we had on before but it is very very interesting and it kind of both of us are into this whole this topic and it's not really fringe as much as just like hey let's save the world um really cool can't wait to kind of talk about it and um, I don't know, man, you got you got anything else on your side? Well, now I'm interested about what's happening next week. No. Well, I'll tell you. Well, in case of false right, I don't want to say it now on air. All right. Tell but... me when we hit end or whatever <laughs> we hit the end, for button sure. is called. Yeah. Um, no, man, uh, not much over here. Just, uh, you know, hanging out. Yep. Hanging out. Yep. Good for you, man. Well, I'll be bugging you a little bit more off and on on some things. And uh, guys, listeners, hopefully you enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, that's all we got. Close the gates.